This is a preview episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, so you get the generalities. If you'd like to hear the entire thing, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about StarCraft II Wings of Liberty, which is a real time strategy game developed and published by Blizzard for the PC in 2010. A surprising spinoff of the sitcom Wings. Huh, okay, okay. The wing, wings yeah, is in the title. Is free. There we go. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Same one other thing about Wings. Uh, I, I I just watched Wings and I oh, can't. Okay. All right, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. It's horrible. No. I, oh, this gosh. is our premium episode for the month. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to get these generalities. Then the specific mission stuff is going to go to patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a vanity pick. This yep. is not a patron demand. This is uh, the, the, this is a U joint. You had uh, mm-hmm. you had dipped back into this a little bit earlier this year. Thought, hey, Starcraft mm-hmm. Two owns, uh, and you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically playing it the way we're going to play it. Yeah. Which is playing through the single player campaign on normal and then putting mm-hmm. it down. Yep. <laughs> um, the way it was intended to be played. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and nobody else has ever played it anywhere. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm getting something in here on my earpiece. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, contributing. Oh, wait, there's a Korea. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, the capstone for playing a, it wrong month. With a K, huh? Yeah, this is, this is yeah. playing it wrong month. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I imagine that we're not the only people who have enjoyed the, uh, the, the campaign of, uh, of, of Starcraft too, though the story is general blizzard kind of stuff, you know, they just kind of, they know mm-hmm. how to do one kind of thing. Uh, just this and is just, kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. But the, the gameplay is real fun. Yeah. Like this is a cornucopia yeah. of really cool mission ideas. Like, mm-hmm. is it, is it gimmicky? Yeah. Yeah. Do I care? No, gimmicks are cool. Mm. I, I like treats. I love getting a new toy, yeah. like a new toy every mission. Uh-huh. Um, the magic of StarCraft II. Uh, in this game, you play as Marshal Jim Rayner mm-hmm. uh, and his uh, his Terran rebel forces, uh, rebel in multiple ways, mm-hmm. uh, in a renewed war against the oppressive Dominion, which are also Terrans, yes. and the inhuman forces of the Zerg, led by the Queen of Blades, Kerrigan, his ex-lover. Yes, yes. Uh, for Awkward. You, yeah, ooh, <laughs> a little bit of tension <laughs> at the happened. Christmas party. Yeah. Are we uh, going to talk about the fact that my ex-girlfriend became the Queen of Blades? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah, no, she, she was a human, uh, and then she was left for dead uh, by, uh, by, by an evil.
evil turncoat general. She she became mm-hmm. infested. Then she became uh, over the course of the over the course of the main game and the and the uh, expansion for the first game became the ruler of the Zerg and killed about a billion people, uh, which is what yes. we call a whoopsie doodle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Marshall E boy and his <laughs> podcaster girlfriend killed many people. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, This takes place about four years after the events of the original game and the Brood War that kind of set up this new status quo with with the Mm -hmm. Dominion uh, representing the human forces, the homeworld of the Protoss uh, being kind of destroyed by the Zerg, the Protoss being kind of the third race that is here, uh, and uh, and the Zerg mysteriously retreating uh, to the world of Char. Let's explain these three races. Yes. Uh, just because we're going to be playing as the Terrans in this, this you know we're going to talk about how this game was released later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, but all three are important. Yeah. To this, um, Terran are like a normal uh, RTS mm-hmm. race, uh, similar to the humans in Warcraft Three. Yes. What have you? Yeah. Uh, the big innovation of Starcraft is their balance between three different, really really different races that play and have an entirely different flavor. Yes. Uh, the primary antagonists of this game are the Zerg, mm-hmm. um, who are kind of xenomorphs. Like the 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 main Zerg is just a, a you know legally distinct xenomorph, mm-hmm. but then they're real weirder than yeah. A xenomorph. Yeah, uh, they like they like they're they're, they're kind of they're, they're kind of yeah they're kind of like the undead in uh, in, in Warcraft three in that they uh, corrupt the land like they they, mm-hmm. they spread this biological matter called the creep like all of their buildings are uh, like grown out of these zerg maggots or what have you um mm-hmm. and like the individual units like the yeah their their supply unit is the over that was it the overlord the overseer or something like that the overmind yeah or, or, overseer yeah 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 which is the which is the weird little gas bag um and everything is you know real biological um as as it goes and everything is relatively cheap so it is meant to kind of be a uh, like a like a shock force uh kind of thing you're, you're, yeah you're meant to uh, uh overwhelm your enemy with numbers um uh, especially quickly uh is how that's supposed to go yeah the uh evil bugs mm-hmm. uh and then the protoss are the worst thing the blizzard's ever done in terms of <laughs> Story. story yeah i like playing i, them. I hate them <laughs> uh, but they are fun to play as mm-hmm. uh they're kind of like robot wizards yes um yeah with weird face tentacle things they're like uh the, there's a concept that shows up in starcraft single player but is really big to starcraft multiplayer which is macro and micro mm-hmm. um you know macro being you managing your base and your your build order and stuff and then micro being managing individual units in a battle Protoss units tend to have more uh, micro, like they have more special abilities. Yeah, yeah. Than a lot of things, they're harder to use. Yes. Um, they're expensive and more specialized, but really good if you know how to use them. Yeah. Uh, and we will be playing as a, a little bit as the Protoss in this uh, this game, but not nearly as much as uh, Legacy of the Avoid, which I'm sure we'll do someday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I, I imagine us doing all these Starcrafts at some point. Yeah. That like there are concepts to the story of the, of the, of the Protoss that are cool. Like the idea that, you know, an actual Protoss is, you know, this biological humanoid kind of guy. They're heavily augmented. Uh, they've kind of mastered this warp technology and a lot of their like higher level units are these same Protoss people, uh, like after death being repurposed either in spirit or in body. Uh, or, you know, uh, augmented and put in a different mechs and stuff like that stuff is cool. The stuff that sucks about their story is that it is nothing but uh, but a noun soup, but also like, you know, Zeltargo has 
raised the Zufafala from the, and that's a little bit too silly. I went a little bit too the silly. The Council of Nut. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> the Council of Nut. <laughs> like you have to build your Council of Nut building. Yeah. In yeah. order to create uh, dark chevaliers. <laughs> you know, that yeah. that if you, they have enough mana points can, yeah. you know, do d- damage over time to Terran units, but Zerg buildings mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it's a uh, it's it's the worst kind of i everything that you said that is cool about them just turns into static for me i yep. i cannot hear the protoss mm. uh protoss stuff is just it is the worst techno babble to me yeah, or like yeah. religio babble well i mean it's it's, it's kind of kind of both you know because yeah. like it's it's all about this mysticism and stuff it's it's real bad they're the they're religious zealots and like you, you end up dealing with lots of factions, like you're going to fight the Protoss, even though Raynor is technically allied with them, like they work together in the past, but like the Protoss you're going to fight are these, you know, this renegade sect. Taldarim. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a vaguely like Middle Eastern kind of Arabian Nights sound to it for no real good reason other than that Yeah, Blizzard writes that way. Right. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, here's, here's a word you've never heard of an apostrophe and then another <laughs> word. And there's the entire basis of the, you know, fucking blizzard, man. Yeah. But the, uh, in terms of playing them, that's the, that's the important part. Yes. This is, this is kind of a wireframe game. The, the plot moves things along at a pace that is pleasing mm-hmm. for you to play with the new toys. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, mostly through real time strategy missions um you command from a top-down perspective similar to warcraft 3 which we've covered uh quite a while back actually Mm -hmm. um but we don't do a lot of rts's on the show uh so it's worth kind of recapping the basic flow yes these yeah uh most missions not all but most are going to have you um building a base around a command center uh kind of your starting uh you, you, you will generally start with uh, your uh, command center uh, and some mm-hmm. workers. Sometimes they will start you with a couple of other buildings, just depending on how quickly they want to. They want you to get to the meat of things. Uh, but in, in this uh, game, they do it a lot more than the first game. Yes, uh, I played yeah. replayed StarCraft One uh, just for fun over the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, you're always building from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, here, they actually give you the base units or base buildings most missions. Yes. Yeah. It's a huge kindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have workers. These are SCVs. These are uh, uh, these these are kind of shit kicker kind of guys. Uh, real working class, salt of the earth um, uh, mm-hmm. in these mech suits uh, who are real surly when you uh, when you direct them to work. Big job, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're teamsters. Yeah, they're teamsters. But they do your uh, they, they do your resource gathering, your uh, building um, and mm-hmm. repairs. Uh, these guys. Yeah. So you want to uh, have uh, plenty of them, but not so many. They become an overhead, uh, an overhead drag. And and you're managing uh, two different types of currencies. So uh, minerals and Vespine gas, uh, which, you know, minerals come in these little crystals around the earth. Basic currency. Uh, Vespine gas comes from refineries that you build on top of gas geysers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, tends to be, you know, the more complicated the unit, the more uh, Vespine gas it'll take. Yep. And then you're managing this under a build count um, through supply depots, which you can make, uh, you can get a maximum of 200. Um, that's not 200 people. Different units take different amounts of supply. Yeah. That's so a... a simple unit might take one, whereas like a tank or a battleship ship might take like eight people to run. Yes. Uh, and that ends up being a balance, uh, balance kind of deal. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know, uh, you don't want to have 200 battle cruisers running around, um, unless it's yeah, the, the, it, the, the specific kind of multiplayer that my group ended up playing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's pretty fun. 
mm-hmm. too. One of the, one of the great, I mean, we'll talk about it. I think one of the the huge advantages of this game is it's easy. Yeah. Um, which allows you to do dumb, cool shit like that. <laughs> um, you know, if this if this game were more rigorous and it can become more rigorous, the difficulty mm-hmm. options in this are actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but normal is a real sweet spot for like making whatever sounds cool. Yep. Um, uh, and then, know. and then just th- 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 throw, throw in it at the enemy and seeing, uh, seeing what gets past it. Yeah. The death ball <laughs> is the name of that strategy. And yeah. I, I stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will, yeah. uh, I, I will attempt something a little bit more sophisticated before all of my like individually kind of curated units, uh, get thinned down and then it becomes just a big death ball. Uh, and then they, then they consolidate like the double death ball. <laughs> you ever yep. do the, the pincer death ball? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, for just to just, just completely overwhelm. Well, it's it's hard to overwhelm the AI. The AI does uh d- does weird stuff. But yeah, there are other strategies I use and stuff as well. I'm being reductive, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just uh in terms of creating a bunch of battle cruisers. Yeah, yeah, feels real good. Uh, your SUVs can build r- roughly three kinds of buildings. Uh, you have production buildings that will build and train your uh, your army units. Uh, you got barracks that'll make your infantry, factories make armored vehicles, starports make air units. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, go between on these because, like, you know, your infantry isn't just your Marines, you know, who are in power mm-hmm. armor or whatever, but like, they're, you know, it, it, lots of like kinds of big power armor is, yeah, is, is ultimately what you're, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you can also, so these can have a little add-on unit and you make a little choice between either making advanced units or two units at a time, mm-hmm. uh, which incentivizes you to have two different uh, copies yeah. of these structures. Uh, the second type of building are research buildings. Um, so these are where you use resources to investigate upgrades for your units and they'll apply to everything. So it'll be, uh, armor or weapons for ground units or for vehicles or for, uh, air units. Yes. And these have different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite buildings, the defensive fortifications. I love setting up uh, runs of bunkers, Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, it feels very things. secure. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. It, it, just setting those up at choke points with uh, with turrets. So many just mm-hmm. you can, like you don't get a lot of them, but it feel it feels like a good variety of turrets in this. Uh, the mm-hmm. ones that'll shoot the air. Eventually, you get the the, the zerg ones that'll slow them down. They're like those little side pounder things. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Um. Yeah, uh, the kind of each race in this has a couple of different like gimmicks. One of the Terran gimmicks is that their buildings can take off and fly mm-hmm. to new locations, which will uh, you'll they teach you this uh, through certain missions, you know, where you need to use this. Um, you can do it to defend yourself against just ground units. Yeah. So if you take off in the air, um, they can't hit you. Uh, you can also do this to kind of expand your base or when your base is tapped. Mm hmm um here um i don't do it very much in single player unless i have to no no um it's uh, so anybody in multiplayer will kind of get around that so like the terrans are the only unit who's like or the only faction whose starting unit can attack anything in the air uh the zerglings Mm -hmm. and the templars uh both will uh uh you know only attack ground units uh, so that like technically gives you an early advantage, but like all they need to do is include a couple of, uh, you know, uh, varsity units in there to kind of get around that. So it becomes, it's real specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's specific and fiddly and fiddliness is something that we're going to be talking about yeah. during this episode a lot. And the line between like, what is the appropriate level of fiddliness for you? And one of the things I like about Starcraft too, is you get to choose. Yes. It supports mm-hmm. lots of levels of it. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, yeah, I mentioned uh, grouping armies together into uh, into units. Uh, mm-hmm. This like put playing this, it's a little bit like uh, like <laughs> a little bit like playing uh, like the Windows File Explorer or uh, a Mac OS Finder. Uh, because you know, you're, you're doing a lot of like selecting a bunch of different, uh, things by type and grouping them together kind of into folders a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're, you are going on the, on the number keys, uh, between your different units and issuing, uh, issuing their commands. Uh, I often break things apart by, uh, whether they attack air or ground, you know, so that way mm-hmm. I don't have something that, uh, cannot attack a ground unit. Uh, kind of uh, making itself vulnerable. I want to make sure that that is away from the fray uh, and only kind of located where it can uh, do the most good uh, when when an air unit attacks, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I tended to um, either do it just by unit type if Mm -hmm. I were doing an infantry-based strategy Mm -hmm. or do it uh, by, you know, infantry and air force. Yeah. uh, Basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Typically, things that are in the air can almost always attack things that are in the air. Yeah. And things on the ground can always attack things that are on the ground mm-hmm. uh, in terms of units. So it is roughly what you were doing. Yeah. Just I separated yeah. it differently. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, you're ordering them around uh, just generally basically by right-clicking to do kind of a move and attack. Um, and they will auto-attack enemy units. Uh, yeah. I, I wish so badly that WASD scrolled. I changed the, it. Uh, the camera. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that, that makes. I I don't want to use the, the the vile hated arrow keys ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I changed it. I went into the key binds, and that messes up the uh, the, the the shortcuts because uh, specifically mm-hmm. a uh, a and d are really important. But it's like no, I'll just click the mouse. Uh, it is it is more yeah. important for me to comfortably be able to scroll the camera around uh than it is for me to fire this off my apm is going to suffer but that is fine because i am playing yeah, my this APM in... is not something i'm worried about yeah i'm playing this in campaign uh, mode on normal <laughs> thank you yeah i'm not, an, yeah, I'm not I, a nerd i appreciate your concern <laughs> yeah i'm a super cool dude instead <laughs> uh so units have a, a variety of, of differentials um you know attack strength attack range whether they can attack air or ground different kind of um, armor some... shields yeah Yes, yeah, different amounts of armor. The Protoss have a regenerating shield mm-hmm. um, as opposed to armor. Um, they're also specialist units. Um, these ones have special abilities. They're powered by this little monopool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I talk about when I talk about micro. That's a, a good use of it. Yeah. Um, and these will have like kind of different special effects. So they can cloak or they can throw up shields or they have a really powerful cannon or they can irradiate things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it feels like it is pulling stuff uh, uh, very explicitly from Warcraft 3 hero units. Uh, yes. into, in, into the play there are explicit hero units that you're going to get um and it's not like those were um not seen in the original starcraft they really lean on the mirror they're they're very rare in starcraft like they yeah. first appeared in warcraft 2 in the expansion <clears throat> uh for warcraft 2 mm-hmm. uh super rare in starcraft incredibly common in warcraft 3 and a little bit less common here yes uh, in general. So they're, they've kind of still trying to find the balance mm-hmm. and we'll talk about those hero units and those individual units when they show up. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, the missions tend to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to deal with them until you get them in their, uh, and in, in their focus unit. I think it's pretty elegant. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So battles will, uh, play out, uh, with your input, mostly over their positioning, uh, deciding, uh, who to prioritize attacks against. Uh, there's like a limited amount of AI, uh, and auto selection going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of like broader strategic decisions about like, how far do you want to go with your assault? Which way do you want to go? Do you, you know, w- w- when or if you retreat, uh, is it worth sending reinforcements? Do you want to arrange repairs? All of these are kind of, you know, uh, decisions you're making in this really fluid back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of, uh, what I think is the secret weapon mm-hmm. of Starcraft two is these in-between mission sections, uh, you have this rebel flagship, the Hyperion, and you talk to your various crew members and they're all really broad uh, <laughs> because it's Blizzard. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, but the biggest thing is use these upgrade stations where you are consistently and always making cool decisions to get fun treats that you cannot wait to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to the armory. This is where you spend money. Uh, this gives you upgrades <clears throat> on your units. Um, each unit has two upgrades to buy. So you can specialize uh, the units and your army, um, or you can do both mm-hmm. if they're both useful. Some buildings get these as well. So you can kind of choose what to prioritize Yeah, uh, based on, you know, based on how you like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And this is extended into the, uh, the research minigame kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So throughout uh, the missions, you will either have uh, secondary uh, objectives that you will do, uh, or there will just be like pickups on the uh, on the map uh, that will grant you research points for the other two races. So you've got uh, kind of these two special currencies, Zerg and Protoss research. Then you can take these into into the laboratory, uh, laboratory, and there are two different tech trees uh, where you're doing something real cool. Uh, this uh, kind of, in hindsight, reminded me a little bit of Bastion or like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, Super Giants kind of things, where you are making very interesting, um, uh, mutually exclusive choices as you progress up these trees. Uh, they're generally yeah. like either opposites of each other or um, uh, like roughly equivalent, uh, but there is definitely going to be one that uh, suits your style of play better than the other. And there's there are objective answers mm-hmm. to these. Like there's solved meta for which ones of these are better. Yeah. Um, but it's also people there's a lot of disagreement as well. Yeah. In these, like people have been talking about in the Slack and, and watching discussions around this. Um, it really is a thing will immediately seem like the coolest thing in the world to you, and the other one won't seem good. And yeah, somebody else yeah. will see it completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um these are, uh, they're also very cool flavor wise. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of like text about like, oh, this is the thing we harvested from that alien race mm-hmm. that allowed us to to give us this idea yeah for our stuff um really fun um and these are also uh, it's worth noting all this stuff is just the single player campaign yes it allows you to do some really overpowered shit that would never <laughs> make sense i in just multiplayer. I, I love that so much let the people who are worried about balance um have to deal mm-hmm. with the results of overbalancing uh yep. let me get something that is wildly overpowered uh, so I can, uh, so I can over rely on it and build an army around it because it is cool and fun. And have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool and fun and satisfying. <laughs> um, Wings of Liberty, another way that you're able to kind of tailor things to your play style is that Wings of Liberty, uh, there are a set number of missions, but you can generally choose from two or three of them mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, they're on different kind of plot lines, but you can choose these based on like, oh, if I got three more Protoss research, mm-hmm. I get the next break point so I can choose this cool thing I want. So I'll choose this mission or this mission comes with a little less research, but more money, mm-hmm. you know, and I really want to buy this upgrade. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of choose the order so you can kind of shape your, your playthrough. Eventually you'll get most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll play, you can play all the missions and you'll get most of the upgrades that you want. Yeah. Uh, it also means there's a finite amount of money 
yes. in the games. You can't quite get everything. You can just get most of the things. So your playthrough can be a little bit different than somebody else's. Yeah. And, you know, you can game things like you can rush up one uh, mission line to get a particular unit that will trivialize another one. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can come to a unit uh, unprepared without the uh, without the thing that will, uh, you know, uh, completely trivialize it. Counter. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it, it is uh, uh, your, your gameplay is going to differ from everybody else's that way. A mission that might have been difficult for you may have been super easy for somebody else because they had uh, because they had something at their disposal that you didn't. Yeah, they had Valkyries or, you know, they had a cloaking unit before the storyline determined there should be anti-cloak units. Yes. Um, the, uh, the other thing you can do in the base, just be, I want to make sure I mention it is the mercenary. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Hires, which is something I didn't, uh, appreciate the first time I played it. And this time I ended up using more. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a bad value proposition because you're making, you know, an investment of your finite resources into having something on call yeah. that you have to pay for in mission, mm-hmm. but they're instant. Yeah. You don't have so, to, you don't have to invest the, the, the units in the, in the mission, uh, to build the building that would get those units. And they don't take time to build. They just drop in Mm -hmm. once you click on the button. So, like, it ended up being a huge, like, great oh shit button. (laughs) Or, like, you know, something is, I'm I'm doing an offensive. The enemy took an offensive at the same time. My scouting wasn't up to snuff. They took a different route. So they're hitting my base. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm hitting their base. And, oh shit, you know, they managed to take out, uh, like, one of my missile turrets. Yeah. You know, my bunkers are still standing strong. My missile turrets out. Just bam. Here's four you know elite versions of normal troops mm-hmm. that i can have instantly yeah um so it's a really interesting like way of trading speed for longer term power mm-hmm. within a mission yeah 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 um i didn't yeah. rely on those two terribly much this time that felt a little it felt a little fiddly to me but uh uh whenever i got them within a mission you know something that was explicitly a mercenary crew that was brought in it was neat working with them mm-hmm. yeah so there's just like there it's a it's another access like balancing access yeah. between like time and money mm-hmm. you know they tend to be more expensive as well yeah um yeah. um yeah. uh so as we mentioned this is a cornucopia each mission will introduce uh a new unit and really heavily feature it uh almost to a comical mm-hmm. degree <laughs> like walking you through each individual like oh you know okay so you got to get to the base and to get to the base you have to use uh you have to use every ability uh, for this thing and then and then hey, set up Raina, there and the mission starts in vault just spider mines and take care of this real quick here you go yeah. <laughs> new york comma space yeah uh, it's it's real weird that i'm a new york I, I'm, I'm a dwarf i'm just a warcraft dwarf here in this game <laughs> i am i am strongly a dwarf even though i'm a human but not like a human dwarf i'm a fantasy dwarf from the bronx in the andromeda system Uh, andromeda bronx oh man yeah yeah uh so this ends up being a little bit of a kind of a a tutorial on how to effectively play terrans uh kind of with the idea being that this would funnel you uh into playing terrans in multiplayer although like we said uh a good deal of these units uh and especially their abilities are uh, single player only uh, again for balance yes. reasons yeah uh the missions here unlike starcraft one tend not to be just kill everybody on the screen yeah or survive um, for this amount of time yeah yeah that that happens but it's rare mm-hmm. um usually you have a gimmick that is like go do something specific with a complication yeah um these are really cool mm-hmm. uh the you know endlessly imaginative um 
one of them that you know a lot of people know about is there's a level where lava floods the lowlands, mm-hmm. um, and that's where all the resources are. Right. So while accomplishing these goals and holding off the Zerg, you have to send your your SCVs out into a really dangerous area and then bring them back on a timer, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Um, pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, that is something that the computer, when they show the uh, little sizzle reel of it, mm-hmm. uh, actually moves the hand center down there. Yeah. Um, which I never did. Yeah. Like I just had long supply lines, which had its own complications. Yeah. Uh, and that is the magic of StarCraft too. Yeah. And you can offset that by uh, just uh, having more workers as well to kind mm-hmm. of offset and make up for the uh, make up for the extra time uh, in transit. Mm-hmm. Trade-offs, baby. Uh, games are good. Games with trade-offs are good. Making interesting decisions is the most fun thing you can do in a video game. Yeah. Is uh, make a decision where I want both these things, but I only get one. Yeah. Uh, there's a quest line in here where you play as the Protoss, uh, like heavily featured in the story. Uh, there's nothing on single player that has you playing as the Zerg, which, uh, mm. make, makes them a little bit weird to fight against, especially because I have no idea what, 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 what these units, uh, enemy units do or what their names mm-hmm. are even, you know? Yeah. You can, through some, some sorcery, you can get a Zerg. Oh, yeah. Like you can, there's a thing that allows you to take, take mind control. A mm-hmm. Zerg, and if you mind control one of their base units, you can build your own factory oh, yeah. and stuff. It's uh, it's fiddly and dumb. Yeah. Uh, and the Protoss mission, you're very rarely doing RTS stuff during those. It's mostly a hero unit. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of bland action RPG with a lot of overwrought narration. Yes. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'll be honest here. Uh, this is a PC game. Uh, one of the big advantages of that is you play however you want. I cheated my way through these Protoss hero unit missions. Yeah. I was like, this shit sucks. I'm just going to make my guy invincible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can just yeah. get this as quick as I possibly can. Yep. When um, you're, when you're building a base, it's fun. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I want to, I want to build a base. I don't like moving this little Protoss guy around and learning about his religion. Yeah. I, 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 I also in Starcraft one, didn't like the, the, like the stealth missions where you're going around inside of a base. As a ghost. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't care for that. I, I think I'm done learning about religions. <laughs> <laughs> full up, I think full, full up now. Full up on gods. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care about them anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to know. You know, and it, it's not a specific disrespect to anything real? that anyone in real life believes. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's more of a general disinterest. Yeah. In that, yeah. those the, it always sounds like somebody describing their dreams. A little bit. Like it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Just you, you, uh, you're, you're full up. You got Lovecraft stuff. You got uh, you, yep. you got the uh, the Forgotten Realms gods. You got the Greyhawk yep. gods, and uh, and you're good. Yeah. And and then you know Norse pantheon, Greek yeah, pantheon, yeah, yeah. right, right. Uh, general Christian we're, we're, American upbringing. Yeah, everybody we're, we're, world, has uh, in the water. We're world historical yeah. and cultural things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I, I don't have room for the Protoss gods. <laughs> Zelnaga like can lick my bridge. I'm I'm done with them. <laughs> I did, I'm not, no, not buying. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Uh, no no cell. precursor gods. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and th- that is pretty much Blizzard's one move is the pre- precursor gods. They love it, dude. <laughs> they can't they stay away from story. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm surprised it didn't show up as a bigger part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So uh, the, uh, the other two races do show up in the multiplayer, like even though this is mm-hmm. the Terran campaign. Uh, you know, it's, it's split out, uh, when you're playing this online, uh, you can, uh, you can roll whatever you like, uh, you know, and I, and I, I find something to like about all three of them. Yeah. And, and I've, I've dipped around in, in multiplayer. We're not going to talk about it very much, nope. but it does have a really nice matchmaking. Mm-hmm. 
system to it. Like, uh, unlike Starcraft one where you don't play it because everyone who's playing it mm-hmm. like is, is a master. This will kind of stick you against somebody who also sucks as bad as you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eventually. So it can be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also do co-op. Yeah. There's, there's, there's uh, like your special, kind of that, special modes with, yeah. uh, with like hero units and stuff uh, yeah. that you do co-op. Like it's, it's weirdly story based kind of stuff. Yeah, you choose. You choo- it's kind of like Commander in Magic: The Gathering. Like, you choose a uh, a main hero unit that determines what kind of things you can build. Yeah, um, all that stuff is neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just I don't want to dedicate my life to it. No, you yeah. know, I, I, it's it's not for me to do that. So we're we're talking about this at a different level. Yes, um, it's a good looking game. I do not envy mm-hmm. them their task uh, of taking the original game's pre rendered sprites. Uh, and uh, making something that had a high enough level detail, uh, you know, because you have a lot of small things on screen. Uh, the animations really matter. You have to be able to read what attacks they're doing, etc. And it needs to run quickly. Uh, you have to have a lot mm-hmm. of stuff on screen. Uh, the scenes can get pretty chaotic. You're relatively zoomed in, but you still have a lot of things on here. Scale in the game is real weird. Uh, it just, uh, I'm sure there is a fascinating te- technical story about how they about how they managed to put this together. Uh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> I love the Wikipedia article for this because they mentioned it has havoc physics. So we can do things such as have debris roll down a ramp. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely had some debris roll down a ramp yeah. in the game. It also has to do all that stuff online. Yeah. Like, you know, it has to do it enough to like they have to be readable enough where you're not running like lag problems and shit. Right. Uh, the way Starcraft 2 tells its story is very cinematic. Uh, even more cinematic than Warcraft three, mm-hmm. um, you know, full voice acting, a number of cinematics yeah. uh, that tell the, the, the very basic story. Yeah. Um, Blizzard.txt, there are factions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a chosen one, there's a new outside entity that forces strange alliances and it's a precursor God. Yes. Race. Yeah. Uh, it is what Warcraft or Blizzard likes to do. Mm-hmm. I never played the Lost Vikings long enough to get to the precursor gods. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm sure that eventually it's it, it, it's it's kind of it's it, it's kind of their kind kind of their one trick, uh, which is yeah. which is a little bit disappointing because with these production values and with this gameplay, it'd be neat to have something a little bit more interesting. But oh well, yeah. you can you can cross your eyes, you can unfocus, and uh, just kind of uh, just just choose to pay attention to what you like. Hey, go, go for the roller coaster ride. I, yeah, it is frictionless up until Prince Valerian shows up. <laughs> uh, I really because it's frictionless with with the caveat that I'm not reading anything that comes out of a Protoss's mouth. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> like Prince Valerian shows up and just turns us into the dumbest shit that's ever been. It, like, oh, Father, I will prove that I will be a just ruler. Yeah. Like, what are you? <laughs> this is like the, like the Zelda cartoon that yeah. played with Super Mario Brothers or something. Like what? <laughs> What level of storytelling are you working on, Blizzard? Wait, wait a minute, uh, you're 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 allying with with Mengsk? No, not that Mengsk. Yeah. It's a different Mengsk, but it's still Mengsk. But no, it's, it's, it's he hates it's the sun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Captain. <laughs> like, oh man. Uh, I, so uh, w- w- one thing that I like about the uh, about the stuff on the Hyperion, uh, your your mm-hmm. your in between mission hub kind of thing, is you can tell that Blizzard really played and loved Mass Effect. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is straight up just moving around the Normandy and talking to folks. Uh, you just 
just powerfully kicked my interest in Mass Effect in the knee. <laughs> Don't compare that to these to this. What? Because walking around this talking to folks sucks. Well, like, they're, it's, they're it's, also lame. Well, <laughs> no, like, it's more it's more interesting in 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 uh, in Mass Effect because Bioware is marginally better than Blizzard at doing this. But like, the, uh, it just the the, the 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 format is uh, is is similar at the very least. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Um, the, uh, music in this game mm-hmm. kicks ass. Yep. Uh, the like Terran theme three or whatever, uh, is one of the coolest, most badass pieces of music in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remix of that from the original one is very cool. Yeah. And I love that. Like what's happening on the screen is so boring. Like I'm just waiting for things to get built <laughs> and the music sounds like the most intense thing in the world while I'm watching little dudes walk back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, sound design, like the vocal performances, uh, are charismatic, even if a lot of garbage dribbles out of their mouth yeah, yeah sometimes the units are better at this they yes. have little barks that are more fun mm-hmm. uh to them and <laughs> then there is a jukebox that has uh shit kicking country songs about fighting the zerg yep uh, mixed, which is kind of kind of funny mixed in with covers mixed in with covers by bands that have uh starcraft themed names yes. uh you know like it just how many times did i did i hear that suspicious minds cover you know yeah like just uh, like sweet home alabama will uh start like the same chords i'm like shit yeah you know uh, all that stuff is very cute there's an incredibly obvious free bird needle drop which do Mm -hmm. not put do not use free bird in a needle drop (laughs) it is uh with the the level of obviousness that the storytelling Uh is taking here they could do no they could do nothing else it was that or stairway (laughs) like it's like okay okay, oh we we have we have a motorcycle or the or the vulture or whatever here it comes expecting <laughs> sister christian like whenever uh kerrigan showed up <laughs> like oh god um, we we didn't really mention this but the uh you do play as uh spaces if the the south won the civil war kind of yeah without the slavery but it's real based on like allman brothers band yeah space. yeah and like there, there there's there, there are like particular reasons in the story but like it was heavier in starcraft one i think kind of back when confederate but but before there was a wider reckoning about how unacceptable confederate Im- imagery was you know yes. uh, the the idea that you know like the actual like faction that you're fighting against that you're that you're rebelling against is called the terran confederacy there were actual like re- rebel battle flags uh present there mm-hmm. that is a little bit sanded off here they're they're really trying to get away from that which i think is which i think is good but everything is real uh southern and western uh kind of yeah. themed kind of leaning more to more in the direction of like a firefly uh kind of deal it's real good old boys in space yeah but without the political stuff it's like what if the guys who called you gay in high school somehow managed to make it to space <laughs> before you did <laughs> god damn it yeah. what the fuck <laughs> like, and then a protoss like comes out of your closet and is like entaro tassadar gary <laughs> no we can, <laughs> if you suck that nut we can send you into the outer reaches <laughs> <laughs> we must we must uncover the rod of the ease the ease you know the ease from the ut yeah the uh, uh the chronicles of ligma and how they <laughs> yeah oh uh, ligma. 
Oh man. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that kind of Southern and Western style, uh, it, it, it takes over everything until it doesn't, uh, by way of the barks. My favorite one is the, uh, is the medic who, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has like a, a, a distress, a distress, a distress bark, which is like, Oh, gee, we're really suffering over here. Like calling attention to battles that are, you know, kind of going, uh, not going your way. The medic will just cheerfully say, you better send some body bags. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a trooper. Yeah. Good bedside man. <laughs> what a trooper <laughs> the uh yeah i uh a lot of these are straight up from starcraft one too so there's tons of nostalgia appeal yeah, yeah. the uh the guys who are on the little motorcycles with the spider mines mm-hmm. and the uh the wraith unit who yeah. they walked on like the, the cool pilot <laughs> voice yeah that sounds fun oh man uh it's, it's about time to acknowledge the elephant in the room which is that blizzard and activision suck absolute donkey ligma like <laughs> These guys fucking suck. Yeah, horrible company. Just, just, just business monsters. Um, yeah, uh, just the, the the management of that company. Uh, ghastly, ghastly details uh, coming to light. Uh, not just mm-hmm. in like you know production, you know business being counter again, guys, but like down to um down to like you know, directors and horrible stuff. Sexism. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. just just really god awful stuff. It would be. It, 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 it would be dishonest for us to for me to say that wasn't on my mind when i was playing this you know but these games mm-hmm. are made by very large teams who worked very hard and had very good ideas so it's just one of those things that you need to that you need to balance uh when you're uh, when you're when you're thinking about it uh obviously they need to shape up and i hope that the uh department of justice uh kicks their asses and they end up yeah. uh, detoxifying that workspace or the people who have the good being I- sued yeah <laughs> by the government yeah, by, like, by the american by the government. government yeah yeah no, no less, less. <laughs> what the uh, hell? so i hope they straighten um, up and fly right uh or i hope that yeah. the very talented people who made this very good game uh end up in a more satisfying uh less toxic job where they are allowed to uh work without having uh you know just the, all that shitty stuff around them sucks yeah nobody deserves that and it's it's not a good video game is not a good price to pay nope for that uh it just it's out we both already owned it it's an older game it's also free you know, we, uh this yeah, this was this was released the, the, this one was released free to play yeah yeah so the, there's a there's an argument to be made that by covering it we're drawing more attention to it and putting money i don't think you can do very much to spread blizzard awareness like mm-hmm. i think that everybody who you know who could know about blizzard know about blizzard it's kind of like coca-cola yeah. and video games yeah yeah, yeah, like it, it's, you know, and this is a very good game, but again, free to play, you're not giving them money and you probably already own it because we all got, you know, it was yeah. a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a simpler time. We were all, all of us who were not subject to horrible labor practices didn't have to think about them. Yeah, because <sighs> I didn't know about them because they weren't happening to me. Yeah. There's all kinds of things not happening to me that I don't know about. I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's sad reality. Yeah, most of yeah. the things I don't know about aren't happening to me. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so uh, development on this began in 2003, uh, shortly after the release of Frozen Throne, uh, the, the, that expansion for uh, Warcraft 3. There was a brief delay mm-hmm. because of World of Warcraft. Um, this just had a really long, uh, this had a very long development cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced in 2007, so four years afterwards, at the Blizzard Invitational in Seoul. Uh, the uh, details will kind of come out in little bits. Uh, and there were closed beta tests and they were very highly coveted mm-hmm. for people to get in there because again, this is a multiplayer phenomenon. Yes. Um, and there are all kinds of discarded storylines and unit functionalities as Blizzard kind of figured out what would work best. So there's yeah. a lot of cut content and, uh, cut ideas. 
Yes. Uh, like the um, uh, hub areas, like you were, it was originally supposed to be navigated like a point and click adventure game, as opposed to being mm-hmm. uh, kind of different screens that you went to. You would be like moving mm-hmm. a little Jim Rayner around. Uh, I'm happy yeah, that they didn't do that. Runners. That would have been a little bit too much. Yeah, I'm fine just clicking on yeah. dwarfs. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like I like menus. I don't like moving a dude around a thing. I like selecting stuff off of a menu. Yeah, it's quicker. It's more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I'm not immersed in this section of the game. No, no. I want to make choices. Um, mm-hmm. They announced early on that this would be split into three games, uh, kind of the base game and then three big expansions that might as well be their own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the first one being about Terrans. The second one would continue the story with the Zerg. And then the third one would uh, wrap up the overall story with you playing as the Protoss. And this is how StarCraft One works. You go through those three different campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's also how you know all their other RTSs have worked. Uh, I was surprised. You know, I didn't. This did not cause uh, like the the hullabaloo about that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ended basically when this came out. Yeah. And all three of these are great products. Yeah. On their own, like they're full. You know, absolutely worthy single player games. Yeah. Like this is. You know, this is what a like a like a twenty hour single player campaign, and I assume the others are yeah. comparable. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they avoided a lot of that controversy, but uh, there were other controversies in the release of the game. Specifically, they re- uh, removed LAN, um, mm-hmm. and there was a lack of ability from pl- for players of different regions to play against each other. Yeah. So those were things that people insisted would uh, hobble the multiplayer. Uh, competitive scene mm-hmm. this was still wildly popular <laughs> oh, yeah. like because blizzard took care of people you know like yeah uh they like it, it sucks that they got rid of uh that they got rid of land but uh there are cool modes and good matchmaking and stuff like yeah it's uh it, it's it still ended up being a thing uh that worked a product that people wanted to wanted to play blizzard we love you as long as you don't work for us <laughs> like we will take care of you the second until the second you get on play payroll <laughs> yep the, the minute you file the w9 you have entered hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh the game uh also uh so you know they they placed that emphasis on competitive play now they did this because uh, it's always been very popular as an esport mostly overseas mm-hmm. in you know korea where they showed on tv yep uh i have tried to watch competitive starcraft it's real confusing yeah um the uh when they shipped this they also shipped it with uh fully featured customization mod tools yeah so uh people could make their own maps game modes and even other types of games in the starcraft 2 engine yeah it was like kind of like a like little big planet kind of kind of thing uh -hmm. just really uh simple exposed logic uh you could do like full conversions there's one that the blizzard made that you can play the lost viking which is a fun pun you're playing it's Mm -hmm. like a it's an arcade shmup where you're playing as the viking uh airborne unit uh in a uh in a shmup at the uh arcade in the hyperion in the cantina somehow when we talked about stardew valley we didn't talk about the arcade game Oh yeah, in Stardew yeah. Valley. Uh, I think in any video game, if you have an arcade cabinet, you should be mandated by God to put a mini game in there. Oh God, yeah. You know, uh, otherwise you get smited. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you uh, all of your computers are taken away. Can't make yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, you had your chance. Uh, yeah, the, the Lost Viking <laughs> is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was well received, as you mentioned. This uh, sold really, really well. Got really high marks from reviewers. Uh, there was, you know, the kind of community whining about it, but the Gen Pop loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Heart of the Swarm came out in 2013 and Legacy of the Void in 2015. Um, I'll throw those on the schedule at some point, you know, in the next like three years. Yeah. We'll yeah. have done all of StarCraft 2. 
Um, there aren't that many RTSs I love. So, <laughs> and we don't do very many of them on the show. So we'll eventually we'll do these really good ones. Yeah. I've never played either of them. So I'm uh, very curious. And uh, I would like Swarm. Good. It's fucking that, that, that kicks ass. Like yeah. Heart of the Swarm is the best one. It's real weird to play on the inside of the Zerg. Like it <laughs> feels different than the other two. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Legacy of the Avoid is a talkia nightmare. Like mm. it's still very fun mechanically, but like God. Yeah. And Taro and Taro me away. Or like it, it is just a nonstop factions and ghosts yeah. and spiritualism. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, um I'd rather I just want to build those Protoss bases because they're uh, because their units are real fun to me. And they're very aesthetically pleasing, those bases. Oh yeah. Gold. Golden yeah. blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Uh, so that's going to be it for the uh, the the generalities portion mm-hmm. of uh, of this. We're going to get on to the rest of it. If you're hearing this, it means uh, you're not a patron. We appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode and the rest of our premium episodes, as well as a bunch of bonus shows and support us, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yeah, uh, you get access to all of the premium episodes, not just this one, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're coming up on, I think, two full years, two, two and a half, three. I don't know. Time mm-hmm. is meaningless at this point, but there's a lot mm-hmm. there uh, and some really good episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I would uh, I would highly recommend it. I think it is a, it is a good value proposition if I can't say, say so myself. Yeah. Buck twenty five a week for a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, but regardless of which we enjoy you mm-hmm. and we uh, you know, we will see you next week with a dispatch. Yep. Um, we're announcing what we're doing in the first month of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Uh, so until then, bye bye.